Get the new Donkey Kong 64 bundle with the Banana Yellow Game Pack and the new Jungle Green N64 console. It's got a Jungle Green controller and comes with the... Yo, listen up. We will not live in a two-dimensional world. We won't go in one direction or see what we can say. We will walk through walls. We will take a look around us. We will not be confined. We believe in the path of least limits. We won't be told how to view the world. We will experience true freedom. We will not compromise. We will live the game through our hands. We will be in control of something. We will change the system. It's Ferret64 with your host, Yemi the Ferret. Everybody, it's me. Oh, Yemi the Ferret here. Uh, as the music dies away, we will once again be seeing me. That's right, Yemi the Ferret. What's up, everyone? I'm back. I'm back from vacation, and it is so, so sweet, but also bittersweet to be back. Um, thanks to everyone who stayed subscribed to the channel and uh, to the. Uh, the Twitch channel while I was away. Uh, appreciate that. I mean, it wasn't that long, guys. Come on. We're dropping like flies out here. Anyways, uh, good to be back. Good to be back. I tell you what. All right, let's get some music pumping in the background so I can mm, focus. I, I find that I focus more when I have something playing in the background. So if you don't mind, I will, I will, I will slap that right up. All right. How's everyone? Uh, what's up, Shinobi Nando and Coco Gamer? Thank you for coming to the stream. Hope you guys have a good time. We're gonna be talking about PAX, PAX East 2020. I was there. I was there, guys. I was there. I saw it all. You know, I didn't play it all, but I saw it all. Thank you for the host, Coco Gamer. One two zero. Thank you so much. Uh, so we talking about um. We'll be talking about that, and I'm going to turn down that music just a smidge, just a smidge, maybe more so in my ears. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about uh, various demos that I played this week, which I forgot to write down. So I hope, hopefully I'll remember those after the whole thing. And then um, we are going to, of course, be talking about the latest and greatest video game news. That is right, the latest video game news. Anyways, uh, how is everyone today? I hope everyone's doing well. Um, there is, uh, I need to turn off some of my rewards here. Oh, I kept sunglasses on for some reason. Oh, I guess I don't need to manage anything. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, spoiler alert, yummy jeez. <laughs> uh, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I'm still a little bit, uh, you know, in the vacation mode. But today I went back to work, so, as you know. Fuck me, you know. Anyways, let's uh, let's get started. What what uh, PAX East 2020 was huge. Um, 
and it was it was awesome. It really was. It was it was really awesome. And uh, I, I I miss I missed it already. But here we are. We're back, and uh, we're gonna talk about it. So PAX East 2020. I, I got a lot of pictures to go through, and I got a lot of stories to tell. And hopefully, hopefully, I'll remember. <laughs> I'll remember to talk about everything that I want to, and I'll remember the things that I need to show, uh, because uh, the pictures are a little out of order because I had to download some from from Google. Other than that, everything should be sick. So, uh, PAX East 2020. What days did we we went on Friday and Sunday? Two days that I felt like were the best. Also, Saturday sold out in a matter of seconds. So there's that. Uh, scalpers, I say scalpers are to blame for that, which is why they waited to release more tickets un you know, until uh, a few, I don't know, was it a few days or a few hours? I forget which one it was. But we did get Friday and Sunday, which is probably the two best days to go in the span of the, the four days. So there's Thursday, which is the first day, which obviously is going to be packed. Friday is uh, the end of the weekend, so you're guessing people are coming in for the show on Saturday instead. Uh, but Friday was still, it was pretty packed, as you guys can see here on the picture here. And then uh, Saturday, obviously we didn't go Saturday either, or we didn't go Saturday. But it was, I heard from people that it was the most packed. It was definitely so tightly packed that the, you know, things were going crazy. And then Sunday, uh, it started out pretty packed, and then towards the end of the day, you could tell that people were leaving, and the, the aisles were open, and there were tons of indie games that you could just walk up to, play, and then move on. It was great. So, what you're seeing here, if, for people who are audio listeners, I'll try to describe things as best I can. Uh, this is the THQ Nordeth booth, and this is what you first see when you come down the escalators. Uh, they had a bunch of older games on display like destroy all humans and stuff like that but they also had the spongebob game wasteland 3 and uh there was one other game i forget what game it was <clears throat> uh fights were starting things were on fight no nothing nothing that bad nothing that bad also the elgato place was giving out free pins to people corsair which is my favorite manufacturer of keyboards and mice as you guys know i have both a mouse and keyboard they had a few things on display uh nintendo was to the left or to the right it was to it was nintendo was to the right it had a big display for animal crossing and stuff like that there was a bunch of indie developers on the on the right side discord was over there with yeah fuser which you guys don't know what that is yet i'll talk about that of course there's it was a big place don't this picture doesn't do it justice i wasn't i mean there's nowhere you can get high enough to see the entire place but it goes all the way down it goes all the way down there's there's there was nothing like, this is just like a small chunk. This is like 25% maybe of the of the area. And uh, this was the area where people were conjugating. So you can actually see the people with red shirts. They were making sure that people kept moving. And why is this? Because Discord's huge. They were giving out merch. Uh, they had uh, Doom Eternal on display. Uh, they're big, you know. And also Mixer was there as well, if you see that. Mixer was there instead of Twitch, which is two years in a row that, that Twitch wasn't there, which is unfortunate for you know, me moving over to Twitch. I guess they're more so with TwitchCon now. So yeah, they were they were ushering people along uh, because people were conjugating over here because Animal Crossing was right there, uh, and it was a huge display. People taking pictures of and stuff like that. And they are there was also huge lines for for Animal Crossing, which circled around the whole almost seemed like it circled around the whole building. Um, but the first thing I gotta show off, I'm taking off the glasses. That's long enough. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff to show off on the floor and also on my lanyard. But the first thing to show off is the Isabel pin. And this pin you got by um, 
doing something on your Nintendo account. So you go to your My Nintendo account and you go to events and then you can get a QR code which they read and they give you a free Isabel pen pin. <laughs> um so we got four of these because you could do one each day. You, you couldn't double it up, but you could do one each day. Uh, not a bad pin. It looks pretty good. It's just Isabel in uh, 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 like a Hawaiian shirt and a skirt. And, you know, I got a lot of pins to show off, guys. But this is the first one that we acquired because it was the line was really long, but it kept moving because they would just kind of like be like, all right, scan a QR code, move on, get a pin, you know, move on, you know, stuff like that. Move along, move along. So Isabel pin. Now, I didn't play Animal Crossing, but my fiancé slash girlfriend did. Uh, but it's a it's a crazy story because in order to play Animal Crossing, you had to sign into your My Nintendo account, go to events, you had to sign up for a an hour block. So there was, like, uh, from when the show opened, which was around 11 o'clock, until when the show closed, which was around 5, there were slots open that you could, or you know, put yourself in for an hour so she got the th the last one the four o'clock hour uh and uh there was a lot of people in line there was no way to get in line without being registered to get into the line so that's why she got into it which i did something else during that time which i'll talk about uh but that was on sunday so she she got to play a little bit of it she got a free bag from it uh, she's an Animal Crossing fan, what can I say? But there you go, Isabel Pin. I did not put that on my lanyard because, you know, whatever. Also, they were giving out these PAX lanyards, which I think this design for the PAX is better than the official design. The official design was like a Hogwarts slash college campus type thing. They were they were selling leather, Letterman jackets and stuff like that. I feel like this is cooler, though. It's got like a really cool, funky vibe to it. Uh, they were giving those out if you bought something from the PAX booth. And, uh, I think that's... I think that's it for the PAX stuff. We did get other PAX things, like pins and stuff like that, but, you know, that, that's nothing really neat to show about. So let's move on to the first game that I played. And you all might be wondering, Yummy, what's going to be the first game you played? We played Pogs, or Fogs. I, I don't know what, it's, what exactly it's called, but we played Pogs, which is a game where... You are a double-headed dog, right? It's like cat dog, except you're two different. You're two dogs. Um, as you can see from the picture, you're one big dog. You can stretch. Uh, you can grab onto things. You can bark. Stuff like that. It was a very colorful and fun adventure. And if you signed up on their website for their mailing list, you got a pre, uh, a free, fog pogs pin, which is just the one of the dogs. Just one of the dogs. And that was really cute. They actually ran out of them by the time that the show was over, so... Cool beans for us. Um, but yeah, it's a elongated dog, and uh, you can stretch, you can turn, you can spin. Um, I took a picture with the, with the two dogs. There I am, with the two dogs. It was a fun little time. So I may be asking, Yummy, what the hell is Pogs? I mean, it's been around for uh, It actually was shown off a year ago at PAX East, at the PAX itself. And they came back this year with a longer demo. So the demo was pretty cool. It went across like four different levels. Uh, so the, the opening of the level was just kind of learn the basic of the controls. You were in this great green grassy area. Uh, you you learned that if you have one dog attached to a water spout, the other side of the dog will act as a fire hose and you can spray things with, with water and it will grow plants and stuff like that. Throughout the level, you wanted to find golden bones. We got seven out of eight, which is pretty good since we weren't really trying to find them. 
So after you got through the first area, the exit the areas, you see these like big, like, these like dudes who kind of look like towers, they have teeth. Those guys' mouths would open and you would go inside the mouth and you would be transported to another area. And the next area was a like arcade. And it was a really fun area. You, you could make popcorn. You got to play like a bowling game, which was pretty fun. There was also um, uh, this like thing where like you had this attached to two sides of of a, of a board, and it w you would move upwards, and you had to like move this ball around like like uh, things you would find inside of a pinball machine, and uh, that's how you would get the ball to get to the end. Um, that was a really fun area. And then the final area was like this nighttime nightmare mo area. Um, so like you would have one dog attached to like a light source and then you could use your other dog as a flashlight. It was a two player game. So, you know, one person would control one side of the dog, one person would control the other side of the dog. So that was pretty cool. And you could like scare away uh, ghosts and stuff like that. And then the ending was uh, pretty cool as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a, it was a fun game, and I'm glad that we played it. And we played it first because the line was hella short. And the demo was probably about 20, 20 minutes long. So a pretty decent demo. Plus, you know, you get a free pin with it. So not, you, can't, you can't say no to free pin uh, when you sign up for the website. And then also, this picture was for a competition. They randomly chose one person with the hashtags and who was in, on the couch i did not get the get the win but you would get a free shirt uh if you won that but that was only given they only gave away one a day and i guarantee they didn't have my size anyway so whatever all right so let's move on so moving out okay here's a cool one moving out is a game by the same developers as overcooked um which i believe is team 17 if you don't know what Overcooked is, it's a very basic cooking game, but it's a puzzle game at, at the same time. So, you know, you get orders in, you cook the stuff, you move on. Moving Out is kind of the same concept where it's a four-player game, to the four-player game. You had to play in groups of four, though, with this one, or three, depending on how big your party size was. So, what you do is you take furniture, okay? You take furniture, and you put it all into a moving truck. And depending on how fast you do it and uh, all that stuff, you would get a bronze to a gold medal. And at this booth, if you got a gold medal on this day, you would get a free plushie from them. A free moving out plushie. Uh, let, me t let me tell you guys right now. You know we got the plushie! You know we got the plushie! Uh, it's a pretty awesome looking plushie. It's just the, it's like, it's the box that I'm showing on the screen. It's moving out. It has the different things on it. It looks like a box. It's a box, guys. Um, but on the side it says, beware of bees. Ask me about one more jump. Uh, praise cube. Okay, who broke my sippy cup? Stuff on the side there. On the other side, offer cube fancy hats. Platforms may levitate. Embrace your package. Parcels return when thrown. So it's just a play on the different things you would see on boxes for when you're moving things. And then on the tag, it says 100% polyester fiber, 0% pure giraffe pelt. Handle with love. Do not feed after midnight. Made in China. So we did get the plushie because uh, we were paired up with two people who had played the game already. Um, but yeah, it was it was really cool. Really cool. So the game, what's the game like, Yemi? Well, it's just like the characters from Overcooked. You can kind of see them in the background here. And you literally just, you need to find a way to fit things through doorways, through windows. You can throw things if you want to. So at the end of it, we were really trying to rush it because we were almost out of time for the gold medal. And we just started throwing things. Holy shit! 
<laughs> the Cursed Titan. The Cursed Titan. Thank you so much for the raid. Uh, guys, um, y'all know what we do when people raid, right? Y'all know what we do. Uh, Cursed Titan, thank you for the raid. I appreciate that. Let's, uh, let's, let's, um... I have a good feeling about this one, guys. Oh, yeah! Thank you so much for the raid, Cursed Titan. Hope you enjoyed that. It's new. Uh, I... You know, I, I I needed to do something different, you know? I got I had to do something different, so we did something different. How y'all doing? How's everyone doing today? We were just talking about PAX East, and we were talking about moving out. Uh, if you want to, uh, you can follow me. Uh, it's probably, you, I, probably I probably have a... <laughs> scared everyone off. You're right. You're right. Um, oh, here we are. Here we are. Let's, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. I just got back from vacation. This is my first day back at work and first day streaming. As you know. Alright, let's get back to it, guys. Let's let's turn back on the background music so I don't feel like I'm alone. <laughs> Alright, so uh, where was I? Moving out. Um, we got the plushie, and uh, yeah, it's just a fun game. This one comes out later this year, I think in April. Uh, it's, it's definitely on my list, so, you know, I, it should be on yours, too. It, it was a fantastic little game. And uh, it's made by one of my favorite developers, so if you want to, you can check that out. Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, there's the plushie. I had to take a picture of it. I think I posted that on Twitter. I think I posted that on Twitter. Anyways, uh, next up. Man Eater. Man Eater is a RPG shark game. <laughs> it's, it's great. So we actually got two things from this booth. Uh, one of them is a hat. That It's a foam hat that you wear on your head. It's supposed to look like a fin, a shark fin. Right? You put it on your head, and you wear it around. You know, I'm not going to do it now because I don't want to mess up my hair. <laughs> and then you also got a frisbee as well that says Maneater on it, and there's, like, blood splatter on it. So there's that. Oh, I'm a little off. There we go. There's that. So, you know, whenever you want to, you just go down to the beach, uh, throw, the, throw the old frisbee around, eh? Then also, they had this booth that was, um, doing videos. So you would, you would stand in front of this green screen, and they put you into this little, like, animation here of the, sh of, of the boat crashing and then the shark going to eat you. It was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I like that. I got, a, I got another one of those for a different game as well. Um, but that was, that was a fun one. Um, and I, you know, this game, it wasn't, like... I think that we waited the longest for this game and it was like a 15 minute demo and uh, It was really fun. It was really fun. Don't get me wrong But I think there's a few things they need to iron out during in the game this game actually was revealed during um, the game the game awards in uh, a few months ago and I remember Coco Gamer being like, this looks stupid. Well, you know what? It actually was a really fun time. Just tearing people apart. You you attacked hunters, scuba divers, boaters. You could flop out on land and wiggle around on land and get people for a limited amount of time. It was hilarious and fun. Um, am I going to get it for full price? I don't know because I don't know how much it's going to be. They haven't revealed that yet. But I'm hoping if it's like 30 to $20, that's definitely the price range that I would definitely purchase this one in. Uh, but Man Eater was great. I loved Man Eater. It was a really fun time. Was it worth the wait? I, I 
don't know about that. Uh, it was def it was a short little demo, and if you skip the cutscenes, it was even shorter, which. I accidentally skipped the. I actually I didn't accident. There was an ending cutscene that was just another trailer for the move for the game, which had been showing on the TV the entire time. So I was like, skip it. It was like a three minute video, and I was like, you know, what, just skip it. But yeah, it was a fun time. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I think that it's going to be pretty cool when it releases. Like I said, just need to iron out a few things, you know. Just need to iron out a few things. But yeah, I like I liked it. You know, not going to say I didn't. And then one of the biggest things. That happened was I actually met a retro fellow at the at, at PAX East. A retro fellow. Uh, this was one of my favorite things because we hung out pretty much all the rest of the day um, uh, on Friday. And then on Sunday we met up as well for a few different things. And he was a really cool dude to meet in real life. And it was one of the, like, the best things ever. He was wearing the Fallout Boy... Fallout Boy... <laughs> down, down, do, 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 do. No. Uh, he was wearing a Fallout uh, jumpsuit for Vault 111. And uh, he had a power fist. He had a uh, like a he, he was he was decked out. You know, fellow goes out, and he he did a really good job with it. It was really cool to beat him. Uh, and then we also took some some action shots as well of uh, of us fighting. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool to meet him. Uh, we we hung out for a while, so that that was cool. That was cool. All right, uh, Zombie Army Four was at was at PAX. Uh, here it is. I just wanted to grab the pin before talking about it. Now, I already have this game. I've been playing it for a, uh, since it came out. I love this game to death. And I actually got to talk to the developers of the game. And I actually got to express my love for the game. I I applauded them for what they did with the original trilogy. Uh, I just I talked to them for the entire for a good ten minutes, just talking to the guy on, on the dev team. And I was just really I was like I'm not gonna play the demo, but I'm going to tell you how good this game is, and uh, it is a really good game. The only thing that I didn't mention it to them, it's on Epic Store, and I hate the Epic Store. It just doesn't run well at all. I've been having problems logging in. I've been having problems starting games. It's just been a problem. But the game itself is awesome. I love Zombie Army 4. And for taking a picture of their booth, you got free pins. But... I got a I, I got a free pin of course. It's the main guy from the from the Sniper Elite series and he's got Z Z A four above his head. He's looking pretty gruff and grim, right? This is actually going to Greedy Waffle when I see him next because I got the pin that they actually ran out of. Which is a shark pin. In the game there's a sh there's sharks that can eat zombies. It's a shark pin. Let me turn off the light real quickly. Hopefully you can see it better now. It's a shark pin. They ran out of it, and the guy was digging through the pins, and he found this when he gave it to me because I had been talking to them for so long about the game, and I expressed how much I loved the game. And that is why Rebellion is one of my favorite studios, okay? They are real people. Just like, I, I, I mean, I met a lot of developers at this, at this place, at PAX. But Rebellion was definitely one of those ones that I talked to for a while because they were just so nice, and uh, they gave they gave me two pins. It was amazing. I really enjoyed them, and I really enjoy the game. I still do. On the other side of this wall, there was a VR experience for Sniper Elite called Sniper Elite VR, which I did not get to play. One because I'm not going to wear a VR goggle that um you know 80 other people have worn. That's how coronavirus is spread, guys. Uh, but also because the line was so long, it was one of those things that was like. 
it was like announced at PAX and everyone was going to it. But it looked cool. It looked cool. Uh, people were playing it and it just it, it was it was a VR experience of course, but there, it was pretty detailed. So I'm excited to see what's going to come of that. It was just a small demo though. It was, just, it was like a five minute demo. Um, they were giving away uh, the collector's edition as well, but unfortunately, I did not get it. I did not get the collector's edition. You had to win. Uh, it was another one of those like posts on Twitter, and we're gonna randomly pull a picture and and, and let you know and, and use it. I didn't buy anything else from them. I really should have bought a zombie army shirt. I'm regretting that now. Uh, but you know, I, I was able to talk to them, which was great, and I, I really just had a great time talking to them and and, and doing my thing with them. And uh, once again. They're, they're awesome. You know, they're real people. So there's that. What's next? What is next on the list here? Uh, where are we at? Oh! Oh, next! Oh, this is one of my favorite things. Russian Subway Dogs. Now, uh, where'd the thing go? Um, I think I put it in here. Yes! Okay. Alright. Cool. Russian Subway Dogs has been out for two years. This is the first time I heard of it. Uh, was at PAX. The developer was there with their new game, and they were also showing Subway, uh, Russian Subway Dogs. And while my, while I was playing a demo of the game, the Endless Mode, uh, my fiance and a retro fellow went out and bought me the, the collector's edition of the game. It's a Steam code, okay, but it's really cool. I want to go show you guys this. Uh, so, inside the collector's edition, collect I, with quotation marks, the Steam code is on a Subway card. Not like Subway Eat Fresh, like a Russian Subway card. So, uh, it has the dog on the front, and then I've already redeemed the code, so fuck off. And then on the back, it looks like a Subway card, right? It looks like, you know, you slide the card for to get into it. It says, uh, if, oh, it just, it just, it just tells you how to redeem the game on the back there. But that was, that was cool. I got, I, we, we got back, and it was, I, this was sitting on the bed, and I was like, awesome. And then what else came into it? Uh, what else came with it? Like a little postcard of of the game. Just a little cute postcard. On the back, uh, it shows off all the different dogs you can unlock and how the game works. And it came with this. Now, what is this, you ask? It's a stray dog's guide to the Russian Metro. And what does it say in here? It has a bunch of Russian phrases that you can learn uh, if you're a dog in the in the Russian metro, so I want to read a few because these are funny. Um, I wonder what bear meat tastes like, and they actually phon phonetically sound it out for you on the, in the guide. So I wonder what bear meat tastes like. All right, let's read this. In Tirezno Midveza Tina We Kusnaya. <laughs> Here's another one. Real chefs cook with vodka. Lu shiria chefi go to wat na vodka. <laughs> it's so funny. Bears should be banned from the metro. Nada zapritit midve diem yes dit na metro. Woof 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 gav gav gav. It's funny. It's so funny. I'm so glad that they got this for me because it's just it's just one of those things that's like I mean who would think of this, you know? Who would think of doing something like this? It's so funny. Uh life is cruel. You have to eat your gruel. <laughs> some now are real, some uh kushi. Kushai? 
Uh, and the last one is, there's no food, but life is still good. Hot yest ne chief o da jit we si lo. So really cool, really cool uh, collector. I mean, I'm, I'm calling it a collector's edition, but it, because it kind of is, but it also kind of is it. It's just a steam key, but whatever. You might be asking, Yemi, what is Russian Metro... What is Russian Subway Dogs all about? Well, you play as a Russian dog, of course. We're going to be playing this on stream tomorrow. Because it won the... It, it won the... Uh, it won the vote. But, uh... We're going to play this on stream tomorrow. But, essentially, you play as a dog in the Metro. And what you do is you go up behind people and you bark. And, um, you get them to drop their food. So, in the picture here, they're showing a burrito, right? Uh, and that's one of the main things of food. And you want to keep your health up if you by eating. So as you as you go through the level, you start to be hungrier and hungrier. So you have to eat more food to keep your health up. And essentially, what happens if you go all the way down, you die, right? There you have you have a second chance, and then you for like a slow mo, and then you die. Um, there's other dogs in the Metro like the Doberman and the Poodle and the Bear actually comes out as well. The Bear attacks everyone. Uh, the Doberman only tries to steal your food, and the Poodle will jump and try to steal your food. And there's also little girls who come around with chocolate. If you eat the chocolate, you're poisoned, and you're poisoned until you can eat something else. But you want to use, you want to get the Doberman or the Poodle to try and eat the chocolate instead, right? There's different types of food you can eat. Like there's a big salmon that you can get people to jump out of their arms. There's bread, so people will drop bread everywhere. Burritos, as I already said. And then there's also a big sandwich, which is like 200 points. It's a really fun game. I played a bit of it um, of, the, of the endless mode. I like playing it with a controller more than with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, that's just my preference. So I've been playing it with a controller. And like I said, tomorrow, Thursday, um, we're going to be starting to play through the campaign mode, which I have no clue what it is. I've only played the endless mode so far. But it's a very cutesy game. I love the art style. I like how the game plays. And, uh, it's, it's fun. It's a really fun and enjoyable experience. Um, here is a picture of... Yes, I, I got all artsy. Callus, are you in the chat now? <laughs> uh, I got all artsy and, and made a little, little thing like that. So that was cool. I liked, I, I love this game. I'm glad that I got to play it. Uh, I didn't get to play their new game, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. I really enjoyed it. Alright, moving, moving right along, guys. We're cruising through pack stuff. Whoa. Dodo Peak. Okay. Dodo Peak. This was cool. This is a little phone game. It's kind of like Crossy Road, except you're a dodo, and you are trying to get your chicks back, right? Your little, your little dodo chicks. So what they did is they had a competition that Fellow had signed up for, and they let me join last minute. And the competition was using a DDR mat, a USB DDR mat, to play the game and get the get the best time. Someone got like 12 seconds. It was incredible. Uh, essentially, what you do in this game, you go up and down uh, this like mountainside, dodging fish and evil things like snakes and stuff like that. It was a cute game. I liked it. Uh, and they brought out these DDR boards. You signed up for it. And I got a time of 20 seconds. I thought I did better, but, you know, whatever. I did 20 seconds. And I got third place, and I even have the email to prove it, and they also gave me a free t-shirt. Now, you guys, this is a great, this is a cool little t-shirt, right? Little funky t-shirt. It says Dodo Peak on the front, and it has three dodos uh, looking at you, right? Now, unfortunately, I'm an XL, 
I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but you know, that's how it is. They did not have XL, <laughs> but I got a large and it was cool that I won. Uh, here's fellow playing. He was, he was the, he was one of the first people up to play. Oop, a little bit too far there. And I also want to show, I will also want to show the video that I took of him playing, playing the game as well. So let's, let's watch that. Um, I made sure to get a, a full shot of his ass. Okay. <laughs> That's him yelling because he's fellow. But you can see, like, he's using the arrow keys to, you know, move the dodo bird on the screen. It was really fun. It was a really cool, different way to play the game. And I'm glad that they did that. And I'm also glad that I won. Fellow got second place. I believe he had a time of, like, 19 seconds or something like that. Uh, as you saw from the video there, he was only using one foot. I used both feet, you know, because I'm a pro gamer. Okay, I'm a pro gamer. <sighs> okay, um, what else, guys? Next is Dogfight. Dogfight. <clears throat> I didn't get to play much of this game. It was, um, it was a... <sighs> it's not a battle royale. I wouldn't call it a battle royale, but I would... It's like a dogfighting thing. <laughs> dogfighting is literally a dogfighting thing. Dogfight. So, essentially, you are different dogs, and you're flying planes in a team deathmatch-type mode... And, uh, yeah, whoever gets the highest score, of course, wins. And they were giving out bandanas, the people who followed them on Twitter. So I got one. It's a pretty, I mean, it's a cutesy little game. Um, the funny thing is the guy, the guy we were playing it with did not understand the game at all. He was pissed off while he was playing it. But we all had fun. We all had fun. So this is all the different dogs in the game. I have little cards with their faces on. I don't know where they are right now. They're somewhere in here. But you got a free bandana. And uh, it was a it was a fun little game. It wasn't like anything too exceptional. I mean, let's let's be honest here. Blazing Angels is a much better game, but we're comparing apples to oranges here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked the game. It was it was a fun little game. Uh, if it comes out, I'll definitely think about picking it up, especially if it's cheap enough. But uh, yeah, like like I said, it's just it was just a basic little arcade shooter. There were different weapons you could use. I used a mailbox. And, like, a ball thrower or something like that. The ball thrower was, like, a missile launcher. And the mailbox was, like, a Gatling gun. It just kind of poofed all its mail out at the same time and, and, and hurt people. And then, if the I don't think, like, the different dogs had different abilities. But they all had their own kind of backstory, which is on the cards that I don't have. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a fun little game. I, I, I enjoyed the the, 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 the little the, the moment that I had of it. Okay. <laughs> so, next, um... Oh, what's this? Uh, first four figures was there, and they were showing off their new figure, which is the Uka Uka guy. It was really well, it was really detailed, it was awesome. Then they also had some smaller ones as well, like Crash Bandicoot, the uh, Dark Souls guy. Uh, also, you had Spyro there with a gem. It was really cool to see the, the actually see the stuff up close, right? Because usually I'm just watching a video or something, you know? Uh, but this was actually, you know, uh, the first four figures booth. So it was pretty cool to see the stuff up close. Do I have enough money to buy these? No! <laughs> They're like 80 bucks. This one was like a, a like 200 or something like that. It was crazy. But cool stuff. Cool stuff indeed. What's next? Um, da, da, da. Sacrifice your friends. I didn't play this game, but I did draw this little character. I'm just kind of showing there's all these different... People were way better at drawing characters than me. There's a Squidward over here. There's anime girl. Um, so pretty much what you would do is you would kind of create your own character or something like that. I don't know how the game works at all because I didn't get to play it. Uh, there was a long line for it, but I did make 
I did design a sacrifice. So, there's that. Next! Chivalry 2! Okay, Chivalry 2 was really fun. Um, so... <laughs> spoiler alert. So, this was another one of those ones where you got your picture taken and they did something to you. So, this one, they, um... They chopped off your head, right? So there's, so there's me. Uh, I, I commented, I'm like, I look kind of emo in this picture. And the guy just kind of nervously laughed. I don't know why. But there, there it is, uh, paused. <clears throat> so Chivalry 2, I didn't even know this was coming out. I did not know this was coming out. But yeah, they, they put you in the, in the frame here with a green screen. They had like a green screen, like, bib on you. So they could make the, the stuff come out. It was kind of, it was kind of cool. But Chivalry 2 was really fun. The graphics definitely got an update. The combat and stuff like that is a little bit different, but for the most part, it was still Chivalry. We played a match. It was They loaded up like 25 people at a time just to kind of fill out the spaces in the game, which was awesome. The line moves hella fast. So you played one match of like the defense mode. So one team was attacking, one team's defending. And uh, we had... It was a blast. Um, and actually... Uh, Amanda got the first place on our team for a number of kills. Even though the team lost, we still won in spirit, right? Like I said, what, can, what else can I say? It's chivalry. If you don't know what chivalry is, just check it out. It's just a, it's a it's a medieval fighting game in first person. You have different weapons to choose from: bow and arrow, crossbow, axe, war axe, spears, broadswords, shields, and stuff like that. You can use them all. I've, it was very fun. It was very fun. Um, but I don't think it was like a I mean, there was nothing, like, super spectacular other than the graphics look really, really nice. Um, but yeah, I played with a controller. A lot of people were playing with mouse and keyboard. I played with a controller for all the games that I played that I could. Because I like the controller, okay? A lot of people are keyboard-centered. I'm, I'm a controller guy. Oh, you can actually see here. So, if you look here at the corner, here's the green screen. The camera's here. And you can actually see a guy dressed as Spider-Man is getting the bib put on him so that they can green screen out your your body. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun it was a fun time. I actually I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Chivalry two, Chivalry two. What's next? Um, SpongeBob. So we'll go back to the other picture because I didn't actually play it the same day. Uh, SpongeBob: The Battle for Bikini Bottom. We played this at the end of the day when there was only an hour left in the show and the line was zero people long. Okay, zero people long. Um, it was literally just a demo that they showed on YouTube not too long ago. It was the first level, and you got to face the boss fight. You had 20 minutes to explore and kind of go through the game. Uh, I did as much exploring as I could. Uh, there were some areas that were closed, saying coming soon. There was like a bowling mini game you could do, but it was closed. So it was like, all right. But it was a really, it was it was pretty well done. You know, it's a, it's a SpongeBob game from like the 90s. Like, what, what are you going to do, you know? It was a remake of a game, and it was. I never played Battle for Bikini Bottom, um, and it was. It was. It was a good little platformer. You know, I, there's nothing that I can really say that is negative about it. You know, it was just a fun little platformer. You fought robots. You fought jellyfish. Uh, the main goal of the first level is to get ointment for Squidward because he's zapped by so many jellyfish. Um, but yeah, once once I finished the game or the level, you know, uh, they didn't have anything to give away. I think they were giving away crowns. Like foam crowns, but uh, they didn't have any left. So you know, that, that's it. But yeah, it was a, it was a fun game. It was a fun little game, and uh, I'm excited to see when it comes out. The full the full game comes out. Hey, what, how you doing, Ark Thirty Five? Uh, what's up? Uh, not too much. Just got back from vacation, and we're talking about the uh, Pax East. How are you doing? How have you been? 
So I think that that was the end of the first day. Yeah, that was the end of the first day. I also um, <clears throat> limited limited run was there. I didn't get a picture of him. I don't think. But I bought uh, the West of Loathing, the West of Loathing physical edition, uh, and it's a it's a goofy little game. I played the um, oh what was it called? I forget what it was called. There was a game on. It was a it was a flash game. It was like an RPG type style game with goblins and stuff like that. And this is the sequel to that game. You play in the West, and it's still like the same thing. But the funny thing is, on the inside, uh, there's a little pamphlet here, and I thought, oh, it's just like a controls or something like that. No, it's something even better. They, this is so funny. So here, I'm gonna turn off the light for a second. Here you have the concept art for the character, right? There's the concept art for the character, very detailed. Uh, this is Crazy Pete. You know, he's got a lantern, stuff like that. There's Crazy Pete. Now, this is what he looks like in the game. And I find that so hilarious, the West of Loathing. It's, it's so hilarious. They do these detailed drawings of the concept art, and the actual in-game art is stick figures. It is hilarious. It is actually hilarious. The game is really fun, though. The game is really fun. Um, here's a goblin. The game is really fun. I played it on the plane trip back, and I played a little bit when we had some downtime on the Switch. But yeah, this was a great find. I, I liked, I love Limited Run because they put out their games in physical edition and limited quantity, kind of like Super Rare, and uh, they do they do the games justice. They really do. So it's a it's a it's a fun little game, West of Loathing. Uh, if you want, you can pick it up. It's on Steam and all that. <clears throat> oh, you know what I might have forgotten? Uh, yes, I did. I did forget. Okay, so there was an event. That was not a part of uh, PAX. It was called the Bethesda After Party. Let me find it here. Yes, this is it. So, the Bethesda After Party. <clears throat> or the F Bethesda event. It, what was it called? You got a free t-shirt for going to it. Uh, Bethesda Game Days. Def Bethesda Game Days. Here's the shirt. It's a red shirt with the Boston skyline. And it says uh, Bethesda Game Days on the front. And the dates that it, it's at. This was a cool event. You got to play... You got to play uh, Doom Eternal. You got to play for as long as you... Uh, for as far as you can in like 30 minutes. You had 30... Uh, or was it 20? Maybe it was 20. I think it was 20. So I got to play Doom Eternal. And it was fucking rad. There was They had this Razor set up. It was awesome. The keyboard and stuff like that. It was a really, really good time. They were they gave you a wristband with like free drinks on it and alcoholic drinks, uh-huh. Uh free food, free shirt, free stuff like that. And um oh where is it? Here it is. If you were a member of the Slayer Club and you showed that you were a member, they gave you a free patch. It's a patch. And it has the game's like new little logo on it and it says Slayer's Club on it, which is pretty cool. And they also had merch there. So I bought a um, a Doom guy, a little Doom guy pin, like the the collectibles you find in the original Doom game. And this is a pin of the month exclusive, pin of the month two. So it was only available to Slayer Club members. And of course, after playing the game, I bought a T-shirt that just says Doom Eternal on the front. Pretty cool. I think Fellow also got a T-shirt. He got the T-shirt of the of the main character of the game. So that was cool. And then for playing the game, 
we got these really high quality posters and this one's pretty cool i mean it's pretty cool not gonna lie it's just the doom guy standing on top of demon bones and dead demons and in the background is i believe that's mars mars just on fire it was really cool so those made the trip back home, which was fantastic, because I was expecting them to crinkle or something like that. <clears throat> so, what did I think of Doom Eternal? Uh, it was fucking badass. You, uh, got to play the first level in the game. Like I said, for about 20 minutes, you got to play the first level of the game. And, uh, you- I- I was able to get up to the point where you got the assault rifle, and then there was a bunch of platforming that I got lost on for a second, and by the time I found out where you needed to go, which took me about, like, three minutes, it wasn't really that long. Hey! Come here! Nope. Come. Come here. Uh, it didn't- I mean, it was, like, three minutes, but that three minutes was, like, alright, you're up. But it was really cool, it felt really fluid, it felt just like the first Doom game. Uh, there was new, uh, like, oh, what were they called? Um, those, those finishing moves. There were new finishing moves. You got the, you got to fight the, uh, new crab walker dudes that are just brains with laser beams on them. Uh, it was just a really fun game. Like I said, I got up to the part where you could get the, uh, assault rifle, and I got the upgrade for the assault rifle, which had rocket launcher attached to it. It was really cool. I'm really looking forward to this. I already have it pre-ordered, of course. Um, and I'm definitely going to be playing this day one. It was just so much fun. It just, it, it's, it's doom. It's doom. They also gave you a collectible cup, but we're, those are in the dishwasher. So I can't show those right now, but you know, it's still cool. I don't think there's anything else on my pin thing here. Oh yeah, there are a few things. Okay. I'll talk about those in a second. But yeah, Doom Eternal uh, was the bee's knees. Also, I tr got to try the Doom Eternal G Fuel flavor, which was, uh, it was actually, it was kind of hot. It was spicy. They had the, it tasted like a hothead. It was Spicy Death, is, is I think is the name of the flavor. I can't really see right there. If you buy this box, it came with a Doom cup in the, in the G Fuel flavor. I did not get to buy it, and they also ran out of it. Uh, so Fellow didn't get to try it, but he did buy... The, uh, the, the box, I believe. But it was, it was, it was really, it was like lemon, but it was lemon with, like, heat to it, you know? So it was, like, it was kind of, um, it was kind of interesting. Would I, would I buy it in, in a giant tub? Probably not. <laughs> but it was still, it was still a cool little experience. Alright, so, uh, this is just the, the, uh, different stuff you could buy. Like I said, it had, like, a college theme to it. So you had, like, the PAX shirts. You had, uh, scarves, hats. Uh, I believe there was a, I guess there wasn't a, a, a fanny pack, but there's a, like a water bottle, patches and stuff like that. And if you bought so much stuff, uh, you could get like free pin, the free, uh, mystery pin and then the official like big pin. We do have the packs badge and the two pins cause we spent a hundred, over a hundred, uh, because Amanda's friend wanted the, wanted a specific pin set. So it, it really added to the price of it. But yeah, the, here's the Letterman's jacket. Uh, you can see a hoodie there, a beanie, stuff like that, a drawstring bag. Uh, the like I said, the merch wasn't like that fun. Last year it was all like slime, you know. It was really cool design, and the year before that was pretty cool too. But I just I didn't really like the design of the stuff. That's just why I didn't get like uh, any badges or anything like that or shirts. But we did get a pin set which was like space themed, which I really enjoyed or I liked the look of. So there's that. Alright, here's the big news. I don't know if Shinobi Nando is still there, but, uh, big news... Oh, it's all the way over there. Hold on, guys. Wow. Okay. Oh, you know what I forgot to show? 
Uh, I was going to show the email from the Dodo people. Here's the email from the Dodo people. I, I, I did win. I did win, okay? <laughs> Naysayers be gone. <laughs> but here's the big thing, guys. Here's the big thing, and uh, I was very surprised. Um, you went up to this thing, and you scanned your badge, and it would tell you if you won a... A mask, a poster pack, a bag, which I also got, <clears throat> or the collector's edition of the game. We got everything. And I mean everything. So we, the first day we went there, I got nothing, and uh, Amanda got the bag, which is on the floor over here. It just kind of has the uh, a psycho on the front, and he's saying, Doom! The next day we go in there, and <clears throat> Amanda wins the, the poster pack, which I don't want to open. But there's the poster pack. It's different from the collector's edition. The poster pack. There's a bunch of posters in there. We opened it up. It, it's all inside there. Okay. <clears throat> I go up there to scan my badge. And it says that I won the collector's edition. The collector's edition! For the, for the fucking thing. For Borderlands 3. I won the collector's edition. And I didn't know what to say because I already have the collector's edition. They just sent me the email this morning, which I'm going to show. Here you go. So you guys know. I got it 13 minutes ago. Well, from from the time that I was getting this. It, it, official 2K. I, I, they, they sent me a message. And uh, I, I was up there and they took my picture. They didn't post it on social media or anything. Uh, but I was like, can I get a mask? Because I've been wanting a mask for so long, and they gave me a mask. So I officially got everything from the Borderlands 3 merch table, mer well, giveaway table. And that, that includes the, the collector's edition. So that's going to be coming in the mail sometime in the next few weeks. Well, this is this is something that I've been wanting since uh, since the game came out, you know? I, don't, I can't put... I, I'll, hold on one second. Let me take off my headphones. <coughs> Ooh! Well, I mean, there you go. Uh, ooh! <clears throat> not too bad. Now, would I wear this 24-7? No, it's not that comfortable, but... Especially with a beard. Um, but they did add extra holes eh, to breathe out of, which is good. <clears throat> so there you go. So that was awesome. Uh, it was it was one of those things that's like I, I that was the one thing I didn't want you know I didn't want the collector's edition because I already had it I did want the sniper elite uh, 4 not sniper elite 4 zombie army 4 one but I ended up getting everything that I wanted and more so I mean what, what else can I say what else can I say like I said it, 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 it was fucking insane you I got up there I scanned my badge and they said you've won the collector's edition and I was like, oh shit, I already have that. <laughs> Everyone in line clapped. It was a great moment. It was a great moment. How you doing, the John Baker? Hope you're doing well. I will not shave the beard. <laughs> Alright, let's uh so like I said, uh Borderlands 3. I have the I have two collector's editions now for play for PlayStation 4. One's in the mail. So cool beans. So the first thing after that that we went to go play, uh, we went to this little dev studio. And they had, they they actually sell their games on old cartridges. So they have Sega and old Nintendo cartridges in actual, in, in those actual uh, old school things. And they have like these old CRT TVs here that you can play their games on. 
the one game that we wanted to play that wasn't on this one. So they, you know, Coffee Crisis. There was a uh, other, just a bunch of games, and they were actually in like old looking packaging and stuff like that. It was really cool. The one game that I did play from them was called Bite the Bullet. This is a new game from them, and essentially what you do is you shoot people. You shoot like mutants and robots with these guns that like are named funny things like one was a spaghetti assault rifle there was another one that was like a shotgun but it was like ravioli it was weird it's all food themed and when you stun an enemy you can actually eat them you go up and eat them so it's like a metal slug type feel to it and you can actually see here once you eat enough you'll actually be able to transform into the fat version of yourself so there's the th the thin and sexy version then there's the fat and durable version. So, essentially when you're fat, you move really slow, you can't jump as high, but you are literally like a tank walking around, right? So that's good for boss battles. Um, I didn't know how to not transform, so I ended up getting stuck on these spikes here. And uh, I, I eventually was like, all right, well, that's enough. But it was a fun little game. Uh, I It was like an 8-bit style. It was a really, it was really interesting um, like uh, a concept the soundtrack was great it really was the soundtrack was awesome and uh yeah so there you go bite the bullet uh wasn't too bad blazing sales i didn't get anything from these guys but it's made by a belgian studio called iceberg interactive and what it is is it's kind of like sea of thieves except it's just a battle royale and we lost big time um i went i rammed the enemy ship and they had better weapons than us, and they killed us. That's why I don't like Battle Royale games, okay? I actually got a code to join their Discord to get free access to the beta. Um, I I don't know where it went. It's somewhere around here. But it was, it was like, like I said, it's just like Sea of Thieves. The graphics were practically spot on Sea of Thieves type style. Except that it was a Battle Royale. And, um... It was it was fun. It was it was fine. You know, I'm not gonna say that it was the best game I played, but it was fun. And uh, my character was pretty cool. He had like a gold skull on him, and a pirate hat. Uh, the boat mechanics were pretty fun. The the way to like save your boat, you can patch up holes, and then there's also like a big plug. And the big plug was like the one way to like instantly take out a ship. So the enemy would board your ship, they would undo the plug in the ship, and it would start sinking faster than you could maybe possibly get there. Um. The, the, the area that you could battle in was kind of small. There were like three different islands scattered about and the zone would shrink and you'd have to fight on the ship in the middle. Um, other than that, you know, nothing really to say about the game. Like I said, it was just like, you know, it was all right. You know, it wasn't like the best thing ever, but it was it was competent. It was it was fine. And I got to talk to the developer. He had a very thick Belgian accent, just like Tim Rules, if you know who that is. Uh, and uh, he uh, he was just talking about the game to us and telling us how to play. And, you know, it was fine. You know, can't, can't, I don't have many complaints about it, but other than the fact that it's a battle royale. <laughs> oh boy, here's the best, one of the best, I, this is one of my favorite games I played, it's called Disintegration. If you guys don't follow me, follow me on Twitter, I talked about it a little bit on Twitter. At the end of this one, you got a free pen as well. It's like a little, uh, diamond with orange and, and white. Let me just show off the other pins I have on this side, because they don't relate to anything. I got a Banjo-Kazooie Jiggy pin. And then also, Fellow gave us a Discord pin, if you can kind of see that. So that was pretty cool of him. But what is Disintegration? Disintegration is fucking awesome. It's made by Private Division, the same people who helped make the original Halo. Uh, it has like a Destiny Titanfall Halo feel to it. 
the Titanfall is the look of the game, and so is De Destiny is kind of like the feel of the game, and Halo is like the overall concept of the game. So, um, essentially what you do is... Well, let me talk about the queue. So, when you first enter the queue, it's kind of like a roller coaster or a theme park. You go into this little tiny room that seats everyone, and you watch a promotional video for the, for the game, which takes about 20 minutes. And then you go and line up on the computers. There are two different sets of computers. Each one were hosting their own LAN battles. What is this game about, Yemi? So, you are a pilot of, like, a hover speeder, or whatever you want to call it. It was a bike, speeder bike, or something like that which had two main guns on it. And um, the one gun I was using was like a cannon, so it would fire really slowly, but it was really cool. And then also you had three ground troops that you could um, you could command. They were AI controlled. So one was a big tank-like dude. Uh, there was a commando and a sniper, and they all had their own movesets that you could use. And you command them, and you, they are how they, you capture objectives in the game. So the game mode we played was like a domination-type game mode. Like I said, you can't capture the, the area without your AI troops, so you need to revive them or keep them fighting with you, stuff like that. It was really cool. It was really fluid. It worked really well. I loved the concept, and I loved how the game played. And the graphics were great. And the controls were great, and I fell in love with this game instantly. It was really cool. The story behind it seems pretty cool. Uh, humans are actually um, putting their brains in robots, so they, you know, because there's like a plague or something like that. It was really interesting. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm really interested in this game. The two different factions are pretty cool. Uh, the evil faction, of course, has like spikes all over their ships. It's like ooh, edgy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a really cool game. Really cool game. Um, it's just, it's, it was a combination of a few different game games that I really enjoy. And of course, I got a picture on the speeder bike. Of course. Oh, a little bit too far there, Yummy. So, really fun game. If you haven't checked it out, check out Disintegration. If you like Halo, if you like Titanfall, if you like Destiny. Uh, it's, it's not like any of those games, really. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what the, um the main campaign is like but i do know from what i played in the multiplayer uh it's not like those type of games because you only have like one or two weapons in the speeder bike and you have these people you need to control you can't just kind of you know go in guns blazing i did really good at the game too like i got triple kills double kills the person who was they, they had one person on mic for each of the teams um so it was like someone from the development studio and they were like, dang, you're doing really good. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I got I got noticed by the developer team. So yeah, it was really fun, really fun. I really enjoyed it. If you haven't, make sure you check it out. It's a it's an excellent, I mean, from what I played, it's an excellent, excellent game. Also, while we were there, um, Apex Legends Championship happened, which was sponsored by Puma. It was really cool to actually watch one of these things. There was a bunch of top grade players there who all signed up just by being at PAX. So that's one of those big things. It's like, okay, so there's a content creator that fellow knew, all these people who were at, like, the booths, like, they represented their booths and stuff like that. It was really cool. And they were they were really good players. Um, there was, there was uh, on top of the people here who were kind of like the big wigs, there was a whole group of people and computers uh, off to the side here that you can't see, uh, probably about 50 or so computers set up, and they all did a LAN match of Battle Royale. Funny thing is, yesterday, the day before this, which was Saturday, the they, the servers went down for the game. Like, completely down. So there was like an hour wait for them to come back up, which was awful for them. But today, there was no problems. They do four matches of the of the game, and whoever gets the most points 
from kills, winning, etc. One, they, there's two big trophies, so that was pretty cool. Also, you can see the uh, there's three people cosplaying as the new characters in the game, which was, you know, pretty good. Like I said, I, I'm not a fan of Battle Royales or Apex Legends, but watching these people play was really cool. And there's like a giant crane that had a camera on it. You can kind of, maybe, the, I, that's not it. There's a giant crane with a camera that was zooming around, so you might see me and Fellow uh, uh, dancing. Uh, during like a replay of the event, they took a lot of lot of footage. The cameras in people's faces. I don't know, I, I don't know where that they were streaming it to because it was all like right here. But yeah, whatever. I don't know. All right. Okay, so uh, Fuser. Let me go back to the one picture I said I was gonna go back to because I took it before I played the game. Uh, yet the other day. Uh, where is it? So this picture is the setup. So it was Fuser. There's the big, like, angel thing on the stage. It had two big things showing off the gameplay. Um, this was actually in the game, so they kind of created the, the thing in real life, which was pretty cool. What is Fuser, guys? I actually have a hat from it. Where is it? Oh, I forgot to show this. They gave out foam swords at Chivalry 2. They were they actually are hats. You can, ha you can wear them on your head. They gave out foam swords at Chivalry 2. I forgot about that. I apologize. I'm a failure. So, when you played Fuser, you actually got a free hat. And it's actually a high-quality hat. It's not too bad. It's a snapback. green. It has the Fuser logo, uh, Fuser at the, on the front there. It's kind of cool. I, I, It's kind of cool. You got this from telling them what you thought of the game. Uh, of course, I said it needs more Mr. Boomtastic, but... <clears throat> let me describe this game to you guys, because it's kind of, kind of weird. Here's the hat there. Alright, hold on. Too far. So it's a mixing game. If you if you remember Drop Mix from two years ago, it's literally this like the same concept. You use these different pieces of songs, like the key part, the drum part, the vocal part, etc., etc., to form your own mixes. And unlike Drop Mix, uh, where you place the mixes, you can place the mixes anywhere you want. In Drop Mix, if you place the card in a specific spot on the like little console thing you got, it would play a certain track from it. Whereas this one, you can have you could have four tracks of drum, and just that be it. <laughs> so uh, essentially, what this game's all about is timing and mixing things up, and then doing audience things. So the audience will come about every once in a while and come onto the screen, and be like, "Hey, I want something rock and roll. I want something from the '80s," you know. And you, if you drop something, it, it'll give you extra bonus points for doing a, a fan request. But essentially, it's all about timing. So here's your little metronome here. The, a little line would go across, and you know you want to drop it on the beat. So it's it, you know you would you would use your controller, and you would press one of the different buttons on the controller. So X A B Y, which is color coded to the, your controller, and uh, you would drop it on the beat, and it would give you points for doing that. <clears throat> so the songs that we're able to play, of course, in the club by Fifty Cent, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Uh, Don't Let Me Down by The Chainsmokers, Rock the Kashpa by The Clash, Thunder by Imagine Dragons, Stir Fry by Mygos, All Star by Smash Mouth, you know I use that one the most, um, Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dog. There was Born This Way by Lady Gaga, uh, Blue Oyster Cult um, was in it as well, which is really weird. It, um, it was uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. Uh, what else was there? Um... Uh, Old Town Road by Little Nas was there as well. There's a whole bunch of them. There's like, I shouldn't say a whole bunch. There was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there's probably about 16 different songs you could play from for the demo. <coughs> and this one's by Harmonix, uh, if you didn't know. 
And Harmonix has had a few duds in the past. Rock Band 4 is a dud in my opinion. Drop Mix was a huge failure. This actually might get them somewhere because you don't need a plastic controller. You don't need a whole fucking console to play it or a special board to play it. You don't have to worry about things breaking unless your controller breaks. You don't need to worry about lag as long as it's calibrated to your TV. It's one of those things that's like anyone can pick this up and play it. And it was really, it was really, it was actually kind of fun, you know? It was fun mixing the songs and stuff like that, but after a 10 to 15 minute demo, I was like, there's got to be more to this game. You know, there's got, there, there, this, it's not enough in, in the state that it's in, in the demo to make me go, oh yeah, I'm picking this up right away. I'm probably going to, but it's one of those things that's like, is there a lot of longevity in this game? Can I play it like Rock Band, where I played for years of Rock Band? You know, is it going to be fun enough? Is there going to be a good enough soundtrack to the game when it comes out? This game needs at least 100 songs to make me, like, go, like, that's a good deal. You know, if it's, like, 20 the 50 songs, that might not be the best deal. Because you know they're going to be releasing, like, DLC tracks for it. They have, D they have like, 10,000 songs they can put into this game. They have the rights to the DLC from Rock Band and stuff like that. You would think that they would throw those game, those things into this game as well. I mean, of course, you have to do a little bit more with this with this stuff because you're doing each track individually, like drum track, violin track, horn track, keyboard track. Each song has four different tracks. So, like, All Star has um, drum track, guitar track, keyboard track, and vocal track. <clears throat> so, there's only four for each song, but some of them double it up. Like, uh, Stir Fry by Mygos has drum track, two piano parts, or like a, a synthesizer part vocal track. Thunder has like this VOD track that's like the, I don't know how to describe it, like the background music track. Like I said, it's a cool concept. It's It, it works really well, and I think that if they do enough with the gameplay and with the with, uh, like the song selections like that, it could be a game that gets them more praise than Drop Mix or Rock Band 4 from me, right? Especially because they're not going to rely on funky plastic controllers that don't work out of the box for this game. So like I said, put as many songs as you can to this game, Harmonix, if you're listening to this. Put as many songs as you can to this game because that's going to be the selling point. Not the story mode, not you know free play mode, whatever. You want to have as many songs jammed to this game, as many styles as you can. In this, in this thing, they didn't have any metal, country, anything like that. It was all like hip-hop, rock, reggae, rap, stuff like that, which is fine. You know, it's easier to mix that kind of stuff. And of course, everything kind of needs to be the same key or pitch shifted to a, a certain key. Um, really, everything blended together pretty well as long as you dropped it on the beat. And uh, I didn't really find anything wrong with it. The only thing was, uh, I, I, this is just this is just how the setup was kind of bad. This TV and speaker was right above me while I was playing the game. So in my one ear, all I could hear was this demo of just like a, a, a demo going on on the TVs. All hits all I could hear in one headset and the other headset had all the stuff I was doing. And I was like, I wish that this wasn't right above me or they, these headphones could dampen the sound a little bit more. Because that was very distracting. I, I was dropping like Rock the Casbah by The Clash. I was dropping like the guitar part and I couldn't hear it, you know? But when I dropped the Smash Mouth part, I could hear it, and I was like, eh, just, I wish it was a little better setup for them. But I got a free hat from it, which was awesome, free hat. Um, but, I, you know, like I said, I'm gonna probably buy the game day one. It's, it's just, it's just how I am. I forgot to show this, um, Fallout 76 beanie, you got that for free from the Bethesda event. I forgot to show that. 
Wait, why are you calling me a bozo? All I said was that they're in the game. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't say that if I liked them or not. Okay, next up, Carry On. This was a game I really wanted to play. This is a game that I really, really wanted to play, and I waited in line for at least an hour, not an hour, but like 30 minutes for it. Uh, this is the game that they showed off at E3 during their event. This is Devolver Digital. And it is um, a really interesting game because you play as a monster, kind of like the thing. <clears throat> and you eat people. And you try and get through the level without dying. It was really cool. It was a really cool concept. Um, I think the controls need a little bit of work because some things just weren't working. Like when you're trying to reach for a lever, you have to be very, very precise. But it was a really cool game. I really, really love this game. And I can't wait for it to come out. They also had that Disc Room game, which I talked about last time, which looked really cool. I watched a lot of gameplay of it, but I did not get the wait in line to play it. It's one of those games that's like you dodge discs and stuff like that. You know what? It's blades. Razor blades. This game, though, I loved Carry On. It was a really cool experience. Um, I can't wait for the full release because it's a really cool concept, and I really enjoyed my time playing it. Um, the demo was a whole level, you know, so it was like a 20-minute or so demo. You got to kind of play around with different moves and stuff like that. So there was like a charge attack move. There was a reach and grab and bring them in and eat them kind of move. Um, so like there was also different enemies to fight as well. So there's guys with flamethrowers, guys with shields. Uh, there was regular humans like scientists and stuff like that with just pistols. Uh, there was also like these robots that would come out. I beat them all. I was I was a good monster. I'm well, technically I was a bad monster, but I was a good bad monster. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Next, um, so by this time, the games were kind of, you know, the, the, the convention was kind of closing down, so we got to play, we just sat down and played this game called Colt Canyon. It was okay. It was like a randomly generated, le like, level design type game, where you play as, um, a cowboy, and it's like, uh, you pick up a gun, you have, like, two base guns, and you pick up weapons as you go. Uh, it was, it was very basic, it's like a, it's like a top-down twin-stick shooter kind of game. And, uh, you know, it was, we, we played it a few times and then the game crashed on us and we actually saw like the dev screen. It was kind of cool, but also was like, all right, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> like I said, it was a decent game. Um, it had a lot of cool different things to it. Uh, I just, it was kind of weird. Like I think the AI needs to be tweaked. I think it needs to be a little bit easier early on because we were dying a lot during the first level, which is you're not supposed to. But I think a lot of people are having trouble with that. So hopefully they take that feedback and, and run with it. But when we were playing it, there was no devs around. So when our game crashed, it was like, look around, look around. Okay, I guess we'll just leave. <laughs> it was one of those types of things. Um, but, you know, like I said, it was a decent little game. Um, we played it for like 30 minutes because you could sit down and play it and our feet hurt so bad at the time. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was. It, I, like, I like the randomly generated type vibe to it. It was really cool. And I like the soundtrack. The soundtrack was pretty popping. Finally, oh boy, uh, where is that? Bum, 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 bum. We uh, played Darksiders Genesis, and it sucked. At least we got a free pin from it. It's just the Darksiders logo in a pin form. I don't know what they're going for with this game. It's a top-down kind of like, um, top-down twin-stick kind of fighter. It's kind of in the vein of uh, like Diablo or something like that. It just, it was really lame. It really was. There was nothing, there was nothing really cool about it. And the game's already out, so I don't know why they brought it to PAX. I mean, I guess just to kind of make, put another game in there to try and sell a game to you. But I, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. And my game glitched, of course. 
Uh, there's a part where you're fighting two big bosses, one at a time, and the second boss morphed into the ground, and the door didn't unlock because the boss was gone. And I was like, well, that kind of sums up my experience. It's just a boring little hack and slash game. It definitely did. It, it kind of had the same vibe as Darksiders, but then again, it was just like very, very basic. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. I just didn't really like it. So that was actually, I think that's the last game we played. Yeah, that was the last game we played at PAX. And we just kind of like, you know, kind of moseyed around after that. Um, so there you go. That was my experience of PAX. I loved PAX. It was great. We're definitely going to go again. We already, we've already we already gone to West and East. We haven't gone to the Houston one yet. Oh, I did bring this up. Here's the, here's the patch that we got. PAX 2020 East. PAX East 2020 patch. And then also, um, the company that made the Banjo-Kazooie merch was there. I had the, I had the, I had the, I, I didn't buy the vinyl set, but I did buy these really cool keychain key things that were sold out, um, on the online store. It has all the collectibles that you can get, like the egg, the jiggy, the feather, and the music note. It also has Banjo-Kazooie on there. I, you know I had to pick this up. It's like a charm thing on a keychain there. Uh, you already saw... The, the Jiggy that I had, but I also bought the pin version of Banjo-Kazooie as well. Because why not? I was I was going to buy the other stuff, but then I was like, you know, I do have to take this all home. And <laughs> I do want to, um, you know, live. <laughs> Whew, okay, that's PAX. Uh, that took a lot longer than I thought, but it was worth it, guys. I loved PAX. It was amazing. It really was. Um... If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always talk to me on the Discord. But, uh, yeah, a great, great time. Great people. I miss it. You know, you, you kind of miss it. Anyways, uh, let's let's go ahead and move into uh, the next part of the podcast, which is going to be a little bit smaller than usual. But let's go ahead and, uh, you know, fuck it up. What has Yummy been playing? This past week. Alright, what have I been playing this past week? Now, I haven't played much. Like I said, I played a little bit of uh, West of Loathing because I bought it. I also played a little bit of SteamWorld Quest while I was on the plane as well. As you know, uh, my favorite game from last year. But, I played the demo of Pumpkin Jack, which we talked about two episodes ago. And it was actually really fun. Uh, Pumpkin Jack is like a little, it's, it's kind of like, um, a 3D platformer and you play as this guy named Pumpkin Jack who jumps and slashes and stuff like that. Uh, the demo was kind of short. So if you want to download it, it's on steam. It's, it's short, sweet to the point. It has a great atmosphere to it. It's all Halloween themed. They kind of showed, they kind of showed, uh, the basic setup of the game and it was just, it was just really fun. It really was. So, uh, Pumpkin Jack was a great little demo. I, I, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, it, the controls were fine. I think the camera was a little iffy, you know? I, I think the camera needed a little, uh, you know, a little tweaking, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, other than that, not too bad. Not too bad at all. And I, I'll definitely be looking into the full game once that comes out, of course. What else did you play, Yemi? Uh, well, I ended up playing the Final Fantasy... Oh my god, why is this in... Why is this in light mode? We want dark mode! You stupid noob! I got a notification. Oh, something. So we played, uh... This is Chronoside playing the demo, but I played the Final Fantasy sub-demo yesterday. 
and I gotta say, I'm gonna wait for it to come out and be on sale. Because I'm not a huge fan of Jap these Japanese JRPGs. I'm not a fan of the voice acting, I'm not a fan of, like, just how people talk in these games. And it, it annoys me enough that I, that I steer away from them. Most of these games are good games, you know? I just, they're not my style of game. And, uh, this game is a little bit more my style, though. That's why I'm thinking I'm gonna pick it up when it goes on sale later this year, or probably a Black Friday or something like that. Um, because it, it, it's a, it was, it was actually kind of fun, right? You know, uh, the combat style was interesting. It was, like, more open combat, not like a, not like a turn-based combat. Um, and I, I, I liked controlling the different character that you could play as in this game. And I felt like the moves and stuff like that were pretty fun to use as well. Uh, the cutscenes were beautiful, and the game itself is fucking gorgeous. It really, I mean, they put a lot of time with this. No wonder they had to fucking push it back so far, and they have to put it out episodically. Like, now I, now I understand. You know, my eyes are open, right? It, it's just, it just looks so good and plays really well. Like I said, I'm just not a fan of the series. I'm not a fan of JRPGs. It's just my, just how I grew up. I didn't grow up with a PlayStation 1 or a PlayStation... I did grow up with a PlayStation 2, but I didn't play any of these types of games. I grew up with the N64 and 3D platformers. And I think I, I think if I, if I play this game, I, I think I can get into it because the, the demo was pretty good and I enjoyed myself playing the demo. Um, like I said, I just, I get annoyed with the voice acting in the games, whether it's Japanese voice acting or English dub. I, I just, I don't like the little anime grunts and stuff like that that they do. It just, it, it, it just doesn't appeal to me. And, um, even though the level design is good and I like the graphical style and stuff like that, I just, I don't think I'm going to get it day one because I'm just not, I'm not a fan of Final Fantasy. I tried 15. I wasn't a fan of 15. This game looks a little bit more my speed because it seems more linear and, uh, it seems like, um, things are going to work out a little bit better for a person like me who just kind of likes, uh, more action. It, it kind of felt like, uh... Uh, Devil May Cry or something like that. It was a little bit more limited to Devil May Cry, but it's, it's, it felt a little bit like Devil, Devil May Cry or um, I don't know what else to compare it to, but it definitely felt a little bit like Devil May Cry. Ratchet and Clank, no. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's my thoughts on the the Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Uh, I did play. It. I that's I, that's I, that's what I'm saying. I did play it. I gave it a chance, and I I you know I found out that I don't want to buy it day one, but I definitely want to buy it one day because. The game looks really good, it plays really well, um, and I think it's going to be a smash hit, even if it is going to be episodic. So yeah, there you go, that's my thoughts on thoughts on that. Thank you, Chronoside, for supplying your gameplay. Alright, speaking of the Final Fantasy VII uh, thingamaboo, I'm going to turn this off because my face is lit up like a Christmas tree. It is available on PlayStation 4. You can try it out. Uh, it was at PAX, and uh, it was one of those scenarios where you had to sign up for a time, and you had to come back at that time and wait in line. Fellow did it, and his brother did it. I did not do it personally, uh, because I didn't know. And I went to go play Fuser while they were doing this. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, it, 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 it's out now, the download. It's a pretty small download, so it shouldn't take you too long. It took me about an hour to download it. Um, but in the end... It doesn't really matter because I deleted it after I played it. So, anyways, like I said, Final Fantasy VII Remake is available now to play. Also, uh, this was kind of weird. Final Fantasy VII Remake wearable speaker is going to be uh, an accessory available in Japan. Um, it's kind of funny. So, it's a speaker that you wear around your shoulders. There's an off switch there you can see, and the, probably the volume stuff is on the sides. It has the Final Fantasy logo on the side there. It doesn't get much bigger than that. 
And the box art is just the Final Fantasy VII Remake. It has Sony's logo on there, stuff like that. Uh, the retail price is going to be about $272, which is about 29,380 yen. And you can slap the device on your shoulders. I believe it is Bluetooth. Bluetooth enabled. Also, if you haven't seen it, um, this is the PlayStation 4 remake console, which is going to be going for about uh, 4,000 yen, which is about $37. Wait. Oh, it's a cover. Oh, I read that wrong. I thought it was an actual console. So it's about $37. It's a cover for your PlayStation. So it has feathers all over. It has the remake logo in the middle. It actually looks pretty cool. It has uh, the sword and blah, 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 stuff like that. It actually doesn't look too bad. Uh, that actually looks pretty cool. Am I going to buy it? No. <laughs> but yeah, that looks pretty cool. And this is a kind of an interesting little add-on. So if you want to get the full surround sound feel of Final Fantasy VII, there you go. One last thing to report for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, you can actually buy candy bars to get DLC in the game. Unlock DLC by buying, snapping, and scoring in your PlayStation or in game, why did I say in place in the game by buying Butterfinger, Baby Ruth, or Crunch Bars, <laughs> which is actually kind of funny. So when you buy them, you'll need to snap a photograph of the receipt and email or text it to the manufacturers, and you'll be able to purchase multiple bars within the same transaction, which are, will be eligible. And the minimum is two, and you'll need a net. It will give you a dynamic Tifa theme for your PlayStation Four. The other rewards are for t 100,000 points, you'll be able to uh, get um, a Midgar Bangle. For 50,000 points, you'll get a Shinra Bangle. For 50,000 points, you'll get Korono's Amulet. For 25,000, you'll get Superstar Belt. And for 25,000, you also get a Mako Crystal. I believe those are all in-game items that, that will be on your sword. Also, um... Uh... uh b -b -b Oh, that was it. Okay. So this is between March 3rd and the 14th of May. So if you want to, you can get on that now. Go out and buy your Butterfingers and stuff like that. I like Butterfingers. I don't know about you guys. I like Butterfingers. Crunch Bars are okay. Baby Roots are okay. But Butterfingers is definitely the one that I would buy for this. But, uh, you know, um, it's not it's not like I buy them every day. Because Butterfingers, they get everywhere, you know? Like, you, you take a bite, it just explodes, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, as I said here... In the past, they did a, a thing with cup noodles, which are like the dollar noodles for for something in the past, which is kind of funny. Um, so, you know, kind of a funny little crossover there. Final Fantasy X uh, Butterfinger. <coughs> All right. New games have been confirmed that are coming to the PlayStation Now service, and they're officially been announced. So you have Control, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, along with... Dead or Alive 5, Last Round, NASCAR Heat 3, Knights of Azure, Knights of Azure 2, Bride in the New Moon, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13, Tokuden 2, Tokuden Kuwami, and Warriors All-Stars. And also, PUBG is going to be extended indefinitely on the service. Oh, if that's not a selling point, I don't know what is. Ting. Uh, here's the button, stupid noob. Uh, anyways, uh, so that's all available on PlayStation Now if you want to. I have Control. I've not played much of it. I've liked what I've seen. Wolfenstein 2 was pretty good, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider I played about two hours of, and I got distracted. So it's one of those games I gotta get back to. But, uh, yeah, good lineup there with those three in general. These ones can't 
I mean, I could care less about NASCAR. Oh boy, NASCAR! <laughs> get your get get her done! Oh Jesus, kill me now. Uh, Destiny 2. <clears throat> the new season of The Worthy is starting next week, and it brings back the trials of Osiris, which is from Destiny 2 early on, I think, right? If Shinobi Nando was here, he'd tell me. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, let's watch the trailer for that, I suppose, because what else do I have to do? <laughs> How's the audio, guys? Let me know how the audio is. The Cabal were defeated at the Sundial. But now... But now... They have nothing left to lose. Uh-oh. Bungie! Guardian, the Almighty is plummeting me towards the last city. Oh. We have no way to stop it. So yeah, it's one of those comes to it, kind of things. We guardians must be the ones to make a hard choice. Arm the ancient warhead. Activate its arsenal. They're showing off some new enemy types. Find every advantage. New exotic weapons. Empower every ally. New activities. Flex every skill. New PvP mode. Oh, I have been waiting for this. And uh, Trials of Osiris is returning. Maybe that's from the first game. Is that from the first game? I'm not sure. I played the first game. I didn't play in the DLC, though. Whoa, watch out. New emote. Oh, boy. Uh, are you worthy? Uh, maybe? Destiny 2 Season of the Worthy. So that's a new thing coming out. It begins March 10th. Uh, do I have any interest in it? No. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you guys about it because I know there's a lot of people who like Destiny 2. Okay. I'm sure... I'm sure someone out there has got a boner right now. Alright, uh, talking about more games I don't care about. Division 2. The Warlords of New York DLC is available on all consoles and platforms. It's available for $30 or £24. Euro? That's Euro. £24. Euro? <laughs> uh, it's The new level cap is 40 and there's new missions which will take you through a campaign with the objective of taking down Aaron Keener, who is a uh, a X agent and uh, the end game has been expanded to take advantage of three month seasons uh, that should provide more new content than ever along with new exotic weapons armor skills and uh, blah 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 it's a it's an addition to this looter shooter if you don't recall they were giving away this game for about three dollars on all platforms and the DLC is available now if you want to check that out the first game took place in New York so maybe I might check it out I don't think I will though because I was not a fan of the original game like Destiny 1, the main campaign was pretty good, and I enjoyed it, and we played through it multiple times. This game, I just, the main campaign was sloppy, rushed, I just didn't like it, and it's all about the end game, right? And I just don't like that kind of thing, because I'm playing the game for the story, and for the loot, and stuff like that, and the I just don't like that grindy end game content like Destiny does, or this game does. So, me, I'm staying away from it, but if you want to, you want to check it out, go right ahead. Alright, um, so this is an odd one. 
A furry adventure is coming to a Nintendo Switch near you. So, the game it has been funded on Kickstarter, or it's almost ready to be funded. Right now, it's $44,000 out of the $50,433 goal. And it just went up. It just went up on live stream. Oh my god, now there's 507 backers. There's 26 days to go. Uh, I'm not going to read through all the different tiers. Um, it's pretty much the, the basic tier is the $25 tier, which will get you a free download code for the game. It's, co- it's supposed to be coming out around October 2021. Uh, and it's a game called Neko Jishi Lin and Partners. It's a game kind of like Ace Attorney, except it's, it's a little bit more cartoony, right? And you kind of run around with like these little furry sprites. Um, it's Of course, there's anthropomorphic animals in it. So if you think this is hot, this might be the game for you. Um, there's just different characters. It's it's it's, it's kind of like a crime solving game. Am I am I take am I am I saying that right? It's an architecture firm specializing in the restoration of haunted locations and must and you must solve the problems of the beast man spirits dwelling within them. As Linden Partners grows, a company a larger company looms near. Lyo and others must uncover their motives. And uh, okay, so it's not like Ace Attorney, but it's still kind of like Ace Attorney in some ways. Let's, let's read the description here. Explore Taiwan and uncover the secrets of a spiritual world in a cute narrative-focused adventure RPG. Interact with characters to learn more about their world and find info along the way. Face off against the spirits and debates using collected, collected info to help bring them to your side. So it's kind of like a narrative-driven type story. I forgot to turn off my camera light. Delve into a game deep with world history and references to religion and traditions based in Taiwan. Explore a, a wide game world. Talk to characters and help them out in quests. Solving puzzles and learning more about the local history and traditions. When things come to a head, you'll need to prove the truth and face off against spirits in real-time RPG debate battles. So like I said, it's kinda, it is kind of like Ace Attorney. I was right. Uh, make smart use of the information you're acquired and uh, rebuttal your opponents. So yeah, like I said, it's it's, uh, it's slated to come out in October 2021, so that's still uh, more than a year away, but... It has almost gotten funded, so it's really close. Uh, it's based off of the visual novel that came out in 2017. Um, so there you go. There you go. So if you want to, you can check it out. So it, it's kind of like a... Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's an interesting concept for sure. Um, and if you're a fan of this type of stuff, there you go. It's the game for you. Okay, so it's official that Death Stranding is coming to the, to the PC this year. And it's going to be coming out the 2nd of June. And... <clears throat> they've shown off what is coming with the PC edition of the game. You can pre-order it now. So it comes with a, a special case, as you know. It comes with two posters, uh, goggles, the the uh, goggles in the game. You'll also get uh, some stuff in the game as well. Oh, this is in-game stuff. I thought this was real stuff. You, you, you do get the posters with the game, but you also get in-game DLC. It's pretty much the same. It's the Bridges gear, and there's also the bronzed, goldish gear as well. So like I said, it's coming out uh, around, or it is coming on June 2nd, 2020. You can pre-order it, of course. And there's also going to be a Half-Life, uh, I don't know if it's going to be DLC or something like that. It's going to come with a head crab. You'll be able to put it on your noggin, which is kind of interesting. Uh, it's not shown here, so I'm thinking it's something in-game that you have to unlock. Uh, but it's, that's kind of funny. So there you go. Uh, it's not going to be a PS4 exclusive for long, but I mean... People still call Gears 5 an Xbox exclusive, so technically this is still a, P- a PS4 exclusive, right? Because Gears 5 is available on Windows 10, and people are still calling it an Xbox exclusive. A Microsoft exclusive is more like it. Um, but yeah, P- PS4, it's coming from, it's coming to PC, Death Stranding. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Alright, if you don't recall from last time we did this last week, 
Sony, Hideo Kojima, and EA dropped out of GDC 2020, which is the game uh, development convention. And also, Activision has also sh- told told us on Twitter that they have dropped out of CDC due to the coronavirus. And now, uh, the GDC people have officially canceled the event, and they're going to reschedule it for the summer. Because so many developers are canceling the event. So it was supposed to start, I believe, in March, right? Am I thinking that wrong? It was supposed to start sometime in the next few months. Uh, so they came out on, of course, their website and said... After close consultation with our partners in the game development industry and community around the world, we made a different decision of postponing the Game Developers Conference in March. So it is in March. I knew that. Having spent the past year preparing for the show with our advisory board, speakers, exhibitors, and even event partners, we've genuinely upset and disappointed not to be able to host you at this time. We want to thank all our customers and partners for their support, open discussions, and encouragement. As everyone has been reminding us, Great things happen with this community when this community comes together and connects at the GDC. For this reason, we fully intend to host GDC event later in the summer. We will be working with our partners to finalize details and we'll share more information about our plans in the coming weeks. So, yeah, I mean, interesting news, of course. Um, I mean, it was bound to happen with everyone dropping out. Activision, EA, Hideo Kojima, and Sony were the were our four big companies dropping out of this. Yeah. So, um, oh, Facebook also, oh, Facebook Gaming also announced they weren't going to be here. Oh, that, that was the final jab in the heart, am I right? Uh, speaking of coronavirus, Plague Inc. If you don't know what Plague Inc. is, it's the disease, uh, the, the, it's a disease game. <laughs> it has actually been banned in China now. Interesting thing, though, the Switch version is not affected. Only the version that's on phone. So let me let me read the statement from the Plague Inc. Evolved developers. We have some very sad news to share with our China-based players. We've just been informed that Plague Inc. includes content that is illegal in China, as determined by the Cyberspace Cyberspace Administration of China, and has been removed from the China App Store. This situation is completely out of our control. It's not clear to us if this removal is linked to the ongoing coronavirus outbreak that China is facing. However, Plague Inc.'s educational importance has been repeatedly recognized by organizations like the CDC. And we are currently working with major global health organizations to determine how we can best support their efforts to contain the control the COVID-19 virus. Coronavirus. We are working very hard to try and find a way to get the game back in the hands of Chinese players. We won't. We don't want to give up on you. However, as a tiny independent game studio in the UK, the odds are stacked against us. Our immediate priority is to try and make contact with the Cyberspace Administration of China to understand their concerns and work with them to find a resolution. Nothing is changing outside of mainland China. We will continue to support and update both Plague Inc. and our newest game, Rebel Inc., on all platforms whilst also working hard to try and find a way to bring Plague Inc. back to China players. So, this is interesting. It def- it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is linked to coronavirus. There's no way. I think that the base like the base virus you can get in the game is, is the coronavirus, if I'm not... Or, I don't remember. I haven't played it in a while. I have it on Steam, so I'll probably play it eventually. But, this game isn't... like. Even though they tell you it's the best place to start the viruses in China, it's weird that it's been banned in China now. I think that I think there's a link there. I do think there's a link there. Um, for the most part, though, um, 
I didn't see this coming. And I don't think the developers even saw it coming. I mean, they didn't even get they didn't even get anything said from China. They didn't even get any information from China. They just took it down from the App Store, which is interesting to me. So yeah, uh, um, well, developing will develop update. I mean, it is it is a fun little game. You know, I, I can't lie. It's a fun little game. You kind of you know manage your bacterias and virus and stuff like that. The expansions were cool, like the Planet of the Apes one and the in the zombie one. Uh, so bad, sad news for the people of China. All right. Uh, next, this is I'm just going to talk briefly about this. Sony is pro- is possibly considering a PS5 wireless con- uh, charging system for their controllers. Um, there was a patent that was shown off with all the stuff on it. Uh, let's see what it looks like. So like the back button patent. Uh, no, this isn't what it is. Uh, never mind. I thought there was something else. Anyways, wireless charging for your controller. Now, the only reason I don't want this is because when I charge my controllers, usually I'm playing with the controllers, right? There's there's rarely times where I charge my controller and I'm not playing a game or I don't want to play a game. So wireless charging would make it so that the controller couldn't be in use while it's playing, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's an interesting thought. Um, I... I I do think that they need a better charging system because my PS3 charging cable and the PS and the ports at the back of my controllers are flaky, and so is my PS4 as well. Uh, the controller keeps wanting to register as a headset for some reason, so it won't charge when it's thinking it's a headset. It's very weird. Uh, I don't have I don't have a solution for it. Um, so wireless charging may be the thing that'll fix those kind of problems, but also it'll cause maybe a few more problems with people not being able to play the, their games while their controllers are charging. Just something to think about. All right, big news for people who are fans of DuckTales. Woohoo! The remastered version of the game is returning to digital storefronts, including the Wii U shop. Asterix, not coming to PS4 or anything like that, it is available now again on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Xbox One ver- via the ca- backwards compatibility Wii U and Steam. So it is back. It was taken down last year in August for unknown reasons, probably because of licensing issues or something like that. And uh, the game is now officially back, and you can play as the wonderful Scrooge McDuck in the Journey of the Century. It is a fun game. I played it myself. I had it actually downloaded on my PS3 this entire time. And I was waiting to sell it so that, you know, I could get big bucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's one of those things that's like, why did it go down? I guess we'll never really truly know. But it is back up. So if you want to, you can purchase it, play it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it was about eight months that it was gone. So, yeah, that's about August, right? That's about August. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's back. There you go. I'm sure it'll release on, I don't know. I, I, I just shouldn't say. Okay, so Shovel Knight Dig, which was, um, I believe it was shown off at the Yacht Club, like, a little video that was not too long ago. It's not going to arrive until 2021, they say. So, uh, that's really all I have for this article, guys. I was going to talk more about it, but I think that's all I have for this article. So on on Yacht Club's website, they they posted a picture of the new bug catcher guy. It says this bug loving spelunker is never to be found without his loyal Beto partner at his side. With the power of their teamwork as well as some specially modified armor, Hive Knight has the capability of a fly to fly. I'm sorry, to fly and battle just like an insect. Hive Knight is sure to be is sure to bug Shovel Knight 
when the blue burrower dares to set foot in their entomoglical enclave. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Shovel Knight Dig coming 2021 has been officially reported. Um, we'll see. We'll probably get more information about it as it comes closer. Sorry, I don't have more information on that. Also, same kind of scenario. Wonderful 101 Remastered. Uh, it's coming out in May in North America and, um, and Europe as well. In Japan, it's coming out in the 11th of June. So in North America, it's coming out the 19th of May. In Europe, it's coming out the 22nd of May. And in Japan, it's coming out the 11th of June, which is actually slightly later, which is kind of weird because isn't this a Japanese game? Anyways, the Kickstarter is still going, and right now it is at... Oh, hold on. Uh, Kickstarter. It's at... Uh, one mil... Holy shit, one million... It's almost at two million dollars right now. Holy crap, and it just went up a little bit more. They've reached their goal, guys. We don't need to give them any more money. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm sure most of that money is going to go to the next game they're developing. I don't know. But anyways, that's that's the news for Wonderful 101. Also, this is old news. This is old news. But Brawlhalla and Tomb Raider are combined. Uh, Lara Croft is joining the game as a playable character. Uh, the event was actually at PAX. You could play this. You could play as her at PAX. Uh, but it's coming out with patch 3.57. Uh, the Tomb Raider epic crossover event will include custom signature effects, a dedicated roster spot, and an additional skin that has its own unique weapon skins and lock-in animation, as well as an un as an animated podium, new Temple Climb game mode, a permanent addition to Brawlhalla's custom games, a new free-for-all map called Temple Ruins, bonus login gold, and more. Uh, so yeah, that, I believe that's already available now. Like I said, they were they were showing off at PAX, and this is kind of older news, so I'm just gonna kind of skip past it because you know if i if i report on older news people dislike my shit <laughs> all right uh, also halo combat evolved the original halo game is available with the master chief collection on pc right now you just have to download it through steam it's about a six gig update uh, it comes with both the old version of the graphics and the new version which you can actually switch between with a press of a button i was watching fellow play it the other day not too bad um like i said if you have the master chief uh um collection on steam it'll automatically be unlocked for you just have to download it if you buy it on, on its own of course it's uh it's it's you have to download it as well so yeah uh cool i think this kind of dropped out of nowhere because i wasn't expecting this so i didn't really hear anything about this until the the day of so it's one of those things it's like hey it's here it's a it's ready <laughs> i'm more interested in playing halo 2 i want to play all through all the games of course i've already played through all of them except for halo 2 halo 2 was the only halo game that i didn't get to play because I don't think it was on PC. I didn't. I wasn't able to download on PC. I played Halo a lot. I played Halo 3 on Xbox 360. I played 4, of course, on 360 and Reach. But I never played Halo 2. So it's going to be interesting to play that game for the first time. I still have to play through Reach on the channel. And I want to play through this game as well. Uh, so when people finally eventually vote for that game, I guess we'll play it. <laughs> Alright, the uh, first Luigi's Match 3 multiplayer D DLC is available. Ooh, excuse me. Is available now. I forgot to turn back on the music. Oh, man. Uh, is available now on Nintendo Switch. You're going to be getting bone-chilling new costumes called Mummy Ichi, the Green Knight, and Groove Groovigi. <laughs> uh, along with uh, a new Scare Scraper mode 
and some matching spooky themes that will randomly transform the appearance of the tower's floors. So, uh, Mummy Luigi is just him wrapped up in mummy sheets. He has a pink hat on. The medieval Luigi is a knight-based Luigi, kind of like he's in chivalry. And Groovigi is him in like an 80s, you know, disco-themed uh, outfit as well. So that's pretty cool. It's going to be available for $9.99. It comes with also new minigames, Dodge Brawl, Riverbank, and Tricky Ghost Hunt. So like I said, the DLC is for $9.99 from the Nintendo eShop. The second part of this DLC will release at the end of July with three new minigames for the Screen Park mode, three new scar scraper outfits with matching floor themes and ghosts. So if you purchase this DLC, you'll also receive in-game Polterpup Light called Flashlight Type P as a special bonus. And it can be used in score mode or multiplayer. So kind of fun there. Uh, Rata Laka. Laki? Laka Games. Uh, they're new. They've came out with like a direct style thing and showed off the new, the seven new visual novels that will be coming to the Switch. I don't know anything about these novels. I'm going to read through them. Uh, Long Live Queen, the Queen in HD. Blind Men. Syrup and the Ultimate Sweet. Angels with Scaly Wings. A Summer with a, the Shiba Inu. <laughs> Tales of Averon, Seasons of the Wolf. Jaisai, the first case, HD. And that's it. So if you're a fan of visual novels, there's seven new ones coming to the Switch. Uh, and I don't know how they're priced. They don't show any prices. But I'm sure they're going to be less than like 10 bucks. I, I guarantee it. So yeah, pretty cool information there for people who are fans of that. Also, there's a new Twin Six Suitor called Hyper Parasite, which is coming out the 3rd of April to all platforms, PS4, Xbox, Switch, Steam. Let's watch the reveal, the announcement trailer right now. This looks kind of interesting. Like I said, it's a Twin Stick Shooter, so we'll see how that looks. Bigger! Faster! Harder? Whoa. <laughs> Blobbier? I don't know if I like the visuals in this game. Snatch a new host body. I like the soundtrack. The soundtrack is pretty good. So there's a bunch of different characters you can play as. And you upgrade your characters, of course, as you go through the game. Upgrade. Ooh, that's, that's in your face. Uh, looks like there's... Is it a multiplayer mode? Maybe not. So yeah, it's 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 kind of like uh, any other twin stick shooter where you point the controller, the the joystick where you want to shoot, and then you can shoot in any direction. <clears throat> Looks like that's a boss fight. No, there's another boss fight. Kind of reminds me of Fury or something like that. Uh, it's just, the the visual style. This it doesn't look very appealing to me right now. I like the '80s theme though. You guys know I'm a sucker for '80s. Uh, but yeah, there you go. It's coming out the 3rd of April. Let's let's see the features of the game. So it's a unique twist on the genre. Jump from one host body to another. Over 60 different characters to control as host bodies. A unique retro 3D pixelated aesthetic. Survive five acts of periodically generated grun grungy looking levels where secrets are hidden around every dark corner. corner. Tentacles 2. Um... Trouble loves company. Bring a mate and deliver twice the carnage in local co-op mode. Original Beast, ser served by Van Reeves and Joe Cataldo, delivering a thumping score with a pulsating synthwave baseline, punctuating every snatch and kill. The game's going to be available for about $18 uh, 
uh, from publisher Cubic Games. It's coming out the 24th of March on at, uh, EU and in North America. And if you pre-purchase before the eight, or yeah before the 18th of April, you're going to get a 33% discount and a 50% discount for Cubic Game customers. And the 12th of April, you get a 33% discount in North America. And the 18th, you'll get a 50% discount as well. So, um, it looks kind of interesting. I like, I like, uh, I like the look of it. Uh, no, I don't like the look of it. I like the 80s style stuff that it has, but I don't like the main look of the graphics of the game. It just doesn't look that appealing to me. I like the concept though, so I may check it out. I may check it out on sale. And finally today, uh, there's a new N64 mod that's combining the worlds of Super Mario 64 and Banjo-Kazooie. So, before there was a Banjo-Kazooie in Mario 64, now it's Mario 64 in Banjo-Kazooie. So, you, the first level, um, Gumbo, Spiral Mountain, I don't, I don't know why I was going to say Mumbo. Spiral Mountain is a uh, is available, I don't know if it's available, He, but the, 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 the guy who does the mods was able to do the whole level with up to, t- with 12 jiggies and all the collectibles. Uh... And the guy's name is Emanuar, and the um, the YouTube channel you can watch this video at is called K's Emanuar. So essentially, and we're not going to watch the whole thing. It's a three-minute video, but uh, he he's showing the uh, the training level. It's really weird because the music notes aren't the same. It's all Mario sound effects and stuff like that. Uh, he's he's intending to port every single level uh, to Mario 64. So what he's showing off is just Spiral Mountain. It's not the official first level of the game. It's just the training level. Uh, so he's looking to get to Mumbles Mountain and all that stuff later on. Pretty interesting though. Not, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know, cause it, I don't know, guys. I don't know about this one. I, I, I like the idea of Banjo Kazooie and Mario 64 more than this, but you know, what what can you do? But it's kind of it's a cool concept for sure. Shinobi Nando, hold on. Cha-ching! <laughs> I got a mask while I was a PAX East. I also got a free collector's edition. I talked about it earlier. I'm not going to reiterate, but the I will be uploading this on Friday. So if you want to listen to it then, you can. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff from PAX. And I'm glad that we finally, finally got the mask. Oh, jeez. It's falling over the place. We got a, I showed off a bunch of stuff I got from PAX. So you might be interested because a lot of them are collectibles. Uh, free collectibles. Anyways, uh, that's gonna be it for this episode. It was a longer episode because we talked so much about packs. It was a great vacation, a great time. On Fubar Ferret, which will probably come out next week, uh, I'm gonna talk about just our adventures in Boston in general, kind of the stuff we did and stuff like that. So if you want to, you can check that out next week. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, I think that's it for this episode of Ferret64. Thank you everyone who came around to the episode, including Coco Gamer, Shinobi Nando... Uh, the John Baker, Chaotic Punisher, Arc 35, and also big thanks to Cursed Titan for the raid and Coco Gamer for hosting. I appreciate you guys. Uh, everyone else who's lurking, I appreciate you as well. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. I am Yummy the Ferret, and uh, I am I am out of here. See y'all. <laughs>